This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, we're recording. Yes, we are. Yes, and I love you. I love you too. Wow. Well, it feels good for me to be in a much better place. And I guess the intro for this episode, though, is when I wasn't. Well, for Overcome with Justin <laughs> Ren. Welcome. Welcome, everybody that's listening. You've just been out of the groove. For I've been a out of the bit. groove for a little bit. A Welcome minute. to Overcome with Justin Wren. This episode <laughs> is going to be uh, a roller coaster, but a good one. It is days or a day before I went to treatment. Isn't that right? It was the day you went. It was the day I We recorded went. this conversation the day you left for treatment, which was, I think, November 17th yeah. ish. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Wednesday. And we aired this on my show, The Amy Edwards Show. Yeah. And people, please uh, go check out Amy's show. Uh -huh, but we're going to air the conversation right here. I did yeah. do an intro that was separate and talked more about what I was going through. Yeah. And then I did a solo cast after this that addressed how I was feeling and coming back to myself after all of this. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when I say I go to, I went to treatment for people that don't know that word, it's, I went to a, a rehab or I went to what they say now is a, a substance use disorder treatment facility. Mm -hmm. And I needed that. I really did. And you knew that, uh, yeah. but I don't think a lot of the listeners did. And so this was our, I think heartfelt conversation, but also hard conversation because yeah, it's weird sitting right here, looking at you and talking about this conversation that we had, because this is where we were sitting with a different background. Right. This is right where we were sitting, talking in these very mics. Yeah. And, uh, I just like sitting here felt the emotions that I was feeling that day. Like, mm. cause I was so angry and I wrote this in the show notes too, and talked about it. The whole thing was kind of a blur for me mm. because I, was just so overcome with emotions. I mm. just had so much anger and like, I was just so ready for you to go to rehab. I was actually beyond. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Well, I was ready too, but also I felt really defeated. I mean, there might be moments in this conversation where people can hear that in my voice that they can see that if they're watching it on YouTube, but I, it was hard. It was hard because one of the things I said coming out of the first treatment center I went to was I would never go back. And I thought I was saying it in an empowering way, like one and done in fighting. We have a saying the one hitter quitter. And that's why I went to a place I was kind of more scared straight style. Mm -hmm. uh, that was very incredibly um, shame based. That's okay. Sorry. That was her phone. It's not on silent, yeah, which is, well, it, it is on silent. It is. Yeah, but it's crazy. Figure that out. But the thing that I um, really am grateful for that people see in the next episode to come after this one is that I went to a very love filled place and we'll get more into that in the next show. But man, did I need this place and we got there. But I think in this episode, we really talk about, you know, how hard it is, not just for the addict, but for the family of someone going through addiction. Yeah. I mean, I've done a lot of work hmm. while you were gone, which I think is very important if someone is, has a loved one going to treatment and is listening to you, you know, yeah. trying to figure that out. Um, you got to do the work on yourself. And I ended up studying a lot of codependency and going to some meetings for Al-Anon or CODA, and, which is Codependence Anonymous. And, you know, I recognized a lot of patterns and codependent behaviors of my own. And 
while I was still really angry with you, I had to get to the bottom of things with myself. And so that was just a lot of work that I had to do, you know, and uh, just a lot of everything pushed out and we get what we need for sure. And I mean, I almost didn't air this episode of you and me talking because I was just so angry and had so many emotions and I was just, just pissed at you for it being all about you, you know, but anybody that's listening and, and thinks, understands that feeling of it all being all about the other person, you know, there are ways to come back to yourself. I'm proof. Yeah. I wonder if you remember, you told me why you were so angry and yeah, it was all about me, but also there was something else at the root maybe, or the cause. What's that? Well, I mean, uh, I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth, but it was because you really love me and you want this, you know, um, you want this relationship. Oh, and, I said, I just wanted it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted it so bad. And I had to really let go. And that's mm-hmm. part of the codependency thing. That's part yeah. of it. You hold on so tight and you can force reality to look the way you want it to look reality. You know, you see what you want to see. And so I just had to back way off and be willing to let you go completely, which I did. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to stay together. I am going to do what's right for me. And I learned my own boundaries and was able to step really well into those, which I've never really done. And so that felt really good for me to start to understand. Yeah. And I think that's really good for families to know is that you have to maintain healthy boundaries and have them respected and draw lines in the sand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to know that like someone else's recovery isn't their responsibility. Yeah. It's not your responsibility to get me well. Mm -hmm. You helped get me there. um, But you, like you said, you had your work to do. And I had to take this on in my own hands. Like, like I had to be active in my own rescue. Yes. And if I wasn't going to be, Mm -hmm. then nothing else would matter. That's right. One of the things I said, I shared this on my TikTok a while back, but it was just about codependency and that I realized during this that it didn't matter how I looked. It didn't matter what I said. It didn't matter what I did. Nothing mattered. You were either going to choose it or not. Hmm. It was completely on you. Yeah. And so many times we're like, oh, maybe if I just if I just do this, or if I just say this, or if I just, if I just am a little, if I just give him a place to sleep, you know, tonight and trust that he's going to be better tomorrow or whatever it is. No, no, none of it's going to fix it. That person has to decide. Yeah. And so you have to do what's right for you. And that's really hard to do a lot of the times. Now, one of the cool things I think that comes out of this conversation is it looks to me now in hindsight, like the beginning of, you know, extreme honesty between Mm. us yeah, and in our lives, yeah, which has been really cool. And I had a lot of people step up after listening to this and say, Oh my gosh, thank you for being so honest when you're in this, because so many times people say it after the fact or whatever. And we were like in it in real time. And I had a lot of people reach out, people I knew, people I didn't know and say, Um, I have been through this and I have dealt with an alcoholic or an addict and, and I kept it to myself and I kept it quiet. And that's one of the things we do with addiction is we make it sound better than it is. So was I going to come on my show and be like, oh yeah, I think, you know, he's in, he's in treatment or maybe you cover that up, you know, and you just say he's gone for a bit, you know, or something, you know, are you going to cover that up? Are you just going to be honest? Because at the end of the day, people are worried about themselves 
Maybe they judge you for a minute, but who cares? Just let it go and be honest. And you and I have started an extreme honesty path between us. Yes. And I think that is incredibly hope filled for me because like you said this morning, uh, to me, you said, doesn't it feel good to, to be honest, like, like not hiding anything. And it's like, yes, that feels so good. You're naturally inclined to do that. Yeah. I love to share things with people. I love to Mm -hmm. be honest. I love to share. And I think that probably is in human DNA. Like you at the core of the human self, you want to be honest with people around you. And that maybe could probably be an, be an argument for either side. Sure. There could probably be me, like, no, naturally we naturally, hide things and keep things to ourselves. You know, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's true because you don't want to be exposed and in that hunter gather mind, you want to protect self-protection <laughs> yeah, mode. Protection Absolutely. Mode. Exactly. I think that in my addiction, I was dishonest and not, not that I was fully honest all the time elsewhere, but I think that it was a self-protection thing uh, because I would be embarrassed if I was real with the listeners of the show or even oh, yeah. you or you even felt like you myself. had an image too to like yeah. uphold right fight for the forgotten yeah. all of it i didn't want to disappoint people right so how can i be honest sometimes people put me on uh an imaginary pedestal that i shouldn't be on that i want to kick myself off of anyways and it's a challenge to be honest and open and real but what i love about that is that i've really started to see that through vulnerability, it's, it's really strength. I know Brene Brown says that, but, um, you know, just being real, just being honest and putting yourself out there, even your reputation and your, um, true story, real life story and your biggest struggles. I don't think you can overcome uh, without being honest. I don't either. And that's yeah. been one of the coolest things for me. It's pushed me on my show to get so honest and in new ways. And I love that. And mm. that pushes me to grow because yeah. it's really scary sometimes to be like, am I really going to say this? You know, what if someone hears it, which yeah. they do. <laughs> and so, you know, but so what, you know, you, you really do experience growth and, and you feel at peace. Yeah. It brings a peace to your life. Yeah. You were saying it the other day, serenity and peace. And joy. And joy. Those and are the goals, not a relationship. I was yeah. saying like really the ultimate goals are are, are in serenity. Yeah. Although, you know, I mean, I've read enough Joe Dispenza where he talks about the actual stress chemicals that we can become addicted to in our brain. Mm. So a lot of people think it's about other things just because our brain function, as you know. Right. Yeah, I learned a lot about that that we'll get to on the next episode. But on this episode is the beginning of honesty and the beginning of hope, Uh, hope to actually overcome this, getting real, facing it, Mm -hmm. facing it all, feeling it all. So that magic can happen. And we managed to, as we talk about, you know, not name call Mm -hmm. through it all. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, we didn't. I love you too. And I love myself enough to know that that's just not something I really do. Mm. and never have. And so, and, and you don't either. Yeah. And so, you know, just, those are, those are patterns that, that can be broken if you are experienced that. So we just talk about, you know, some, some ways that we have been working to communicate. And I think we have learned more in the last couple months too. Yeah, absolutely. And so I hope that the listeners enjoy this show. I'm so grateful for you. I'm also nervous a little bit to release it, but at the same Are time, you? I don't know. You said you were Why? nervous to release it. 
I wasn't um, nervous. I was mad. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't <laughs> I know. It, it, I just know that I'm, I'm in a state where I was trying to keep everything afloat and also get to treatment mm -hmm. and try to get some of these shows knocked out and get to treatment and go get the help that I needed. And I think that's what Dr. Amon said in one of the last episodes. If you haven't seen that, please go listen. Cause it was really good. It was a live therapy session mm -hmm. with me and Dr. Amon, one of the most prolific, uh, psychiatrist in the world. And he said, asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And so this was me asking for help and being honest with uh, the listeners of the show. And so I went and got it. You know what? I'm glad you said that too about that day, because um, I wanted to just share a little bit after we recorded this episode, you did go to treatment. And while you were leaving for treatment, you and I had our biggest fight we've ever had. Mm -hmm. I mean, an ugly, gnarly fight yeah. where you were basically hiding stuff from me. You were trying to take an Uber to treatment and I lost my shit. Yeah. And I was like, I was screaming at you in a parking lot. Yeah. You were trying to take your, your bags out of the car. Um, I locked the car doors. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was the most dramatic fight I've ever had. You, I don't think it's your most dramatic yeah. fight, but no, um, it, it was, it was, well, not but it was for fighter. us, it was our biggest yeah. fight ever. So, yeah. well, so don't get the wrong you. idea. Like it still was dark and hard yeah. after, after, after this. this. I think that for your, what I reflected on with the therapist was, I mean, cause yeah, we fought, I was trying not to, right. Just trying to get, I mean, well, I, I, you I was kind headed, of were, but you were, fi I, I was fiery, but I was trying to just get there and it was making I me matter. It was making you matter. <laughs> and so I've never seen you raise your voice. So, um, oh, so mad yeah. And so, mad. so the part of that, <laughs> oh, that I looked at was with a therapist was you needed that you needed to be able to get that out because I was about to be in a place that was really safe. I was going to be able to work on me. And you're right. It was about me for a, a long time, for at least mm -hmm. a month and getting me to treatment whenever we realized that's what I not need to do, but must do. Yeah. And so, yeah. So for you to be bottling that up or stuffing it down or whatever, like it needed to come out. So that way I was, that resentment wasn't I there. I was angry at your phone and the yeah. fact that it involved your phone too. Cause do you remember yeah. in the car? I was grabbing mm -hmm. your phone and screaming at you. Yeah. This, this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gotten many drugs and other things on there and mm -hmm. it hasn't been a healthy relationship. So that's why I'm changing my number Yeah, and, uh, and starting fresh. And it's going to be really good for me. Good season, new season. Well, I'm really, I, I mean, I'm excited. It yeah, feels really good. It does. Those are things that have to push out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and this conversation, I'm stoked that we recorded it yeah. because I'm going to go back and listen to it. You are. Yeah. Yeah. And they it's need good. To. Mm -hmm. They said, they said one of the most powerful things while I was at treatment is going back and looking at your arrest videos, uh, like in court. Yeah. They said that being able to yeah. see that. And so not that it's an arrest video because we were trying to be open and honest, no, but, but also being saying. able to see me in that state of not there yet. Yeah. And I'm not there now, but I'm much more improved. Right. And I'm on the journey of, of self-discovery and recovery, self-recovery, I guess. And, uh, it feels really good to have a lot of new tools in my toolbox and a lot of great support system around me. Yeah. You being one of them and, uh, us in a new phase of our mm -hmm. relationship. So, mm -hmm. well, this will probably end our intro, I but so. I am, I'm so grateful for you Thank and you. I'm so grateful for our listeners. 
Thank you for being here. If you'd like to subscribe, please do on Spotify, on iTunes, and buckle up, Buttercup, because yeah. this is a roller coaster of a ride. Do subscribe because next week we are going to have an episode that talks about you know how we've been handling it after this and your experience. Yeah, we'll dive all into that. Uh huh. We've got some good stuff coming up from you for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Welcome to Overcome with Justin Wren and Amy Edwards. <laughs> Get yourself cleansed. <laughs> do you need it no <laughs> uh, yeah you need to get clean that is what this episode is about right babe? sort uh, of mostly it's about me getting clean cleansing too. me getting clean too because like i have to dive into my own healing mm. and that's kind of do we I both think do each and every person does but mm-hmm. um it's okay to do that math right off the bat. I guess so. I was just going to say too, it just made me think of, it's easy to place blame to, mm. you know, look only at the other person Yeah. when there's a serious issue like this, like you did this and you did this, you know, but, sure. um, I tend to really, I, I want to look at myself, but not in like that unhealthy way where you're like, what did I do to deserve this? Or what, you know, like I want to look at the, what I've called into my life and, you know, understand my own patterns because yeah. I definitely have patterns. Well, you're saying that and most of the patterns that I see are all just super positive. Um, 99.9% of them to me, my perspective is you're incredible. Chris and, Jagger out there. Yeah, Chris Jagger's Chris Jagger's speaking um, it. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I mean, there's there's roles both play, but whenever it comes to something as serious as this, which we all have serious stuff going on. Yeah. But I'm trying to know that there is another level of severity um, to my actions or to this addiction that I struggle with to substance abuse. And so, yeah, I am going to treatment today, Mm -hmm. uh, today, today, and I'm not going kicking and screaming. So that's good. The first time I didn't go kicking and screaming, but it was hard to go. It was really hard. Why? What was so hard about it? Well, I think I've got a new perspective this time. And I think what's important about that is the first time I went, I, I was in a bad place. Was, yeah, you were. Well, you were still getting high right up to the day that you left, right? Weren't you? Yeah. And it took me three attempts, I think, to actually get there. Oof. Uh, yeah. Because I think with my roles and responsibilities at Fight for the Forgotten, I got so scared. I knew I needed to go. And the day I was supposed to go, I just was like, I don't know if I can do this. I felt like the addiction was a stranglehold. Uh, in fighting, it's called a rear naked choke or a guillotine. I know it's a funny name. I know the guillotine. You've yeah. done that to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, You've I showed shown it, it to me. You. Yes. I did, I did not do that to <laughs> no, you. No, I'd probably be dead. Yeah, if you, you wouldn't be here um, <laughs> unless there was a ref. Uh, so what I think is it felt like a guillotine was thrown on mm-hmm. and sunk in deep. And, I, and like my hands, like I didn't have arms. Like I couldn't hand fight. If someone starts putting a a stranglehold on you, first thing you do is you control their hands. You tuck your chin. That's good intel. Yeah. Okay. You you, you tuck your chin to where they can't get to your neck. Sure. And then then you fight the hands. I think that's instinct. It felt like I didn't have hands. 
uh, I didn't have arms or that the way that he threw in the guillotine, he wrapped his legs around my arms and I, I couldn't, I couldn't pull them up to fight the hands. And so I was sinking. I was stra- I was being strangled. The air felt like the walls were closing in on me, that the blood was leaving my head and that the kind of that peripheral vision was, was disappearing. And the, it was a, a tunnel, tunnel vision of like, all I could see was you're not going to escape this. I've got you this time, whatever that demon of addiction or that darkness is. It was like, it had me in a corner. It had me on the ground. It had beaten me to a pulp. There was nothing I could do about it. And it had that stranglehold on me. And I just felt like, well, I'm going to die from this. I don't know why it was that those substances or that control and not being in a clear mind, but I took off to Mexico and it was during COVID. Right. And I got trapped down there. There was no more flights coming back. Right. And so after the suicide attempt, I came back and I was determined I was going to go. On my drive down, because I had been in Mexico, I had to quarantine longer and their medical director had, um, had required me having to get every type of COVID test there was. I think it was three, not just one, mm-hmm. but like all three types there Yeah, because this was like April of 2020. Yeah. yeah. So it was the height of, it was the height of all of, that. Yeah. yeah. April, May. I mean, whenever you'd go in, every <clears throat> every uh, client that was in treatment had to wear a mask the entire time. We had to be six foot apart. We we The only time we could take it off we had to wear it working out the only time we could take it off is like take each bite. And then when we're in bed, um, wow. in shower. Right. And so it was, so they were just being extra cautious because at a treatment center, it's not a medical, it's not a hospital. So it's not like they're taking COVID patients. Mm-hmm. If one person gets it, everybody's got a quarantine. Like it's shut down. Oh, right, basically. right. Yeah. yeah. And quarantine that one person, but now everyone it's risking everything. Right. So I was headed down and they told me I have to get this new treatment. I called my friend David Sinclair, who wrote Lifespan, um, incredible yeah. Harvard professor. And he said, bro, there is one, one of these tests that is unaccounted for that I could send to you. It's got your name on it. And like times, like these are hard to come by. I'm, I'm, I'm drop shipping it, like overnighting it there so you can be there. I was like, thank you so much. So I called him, said, I'm coming. We've got that test. I can take it right when I get there. And they said, great. Um, when was the last time you used? And I was like, oh, well, I've been in quarantine for 18 days. I was like, I've been sober for, for more than two weeks. I'm like, oh. And the intake person, I'm like, isn't that good? And he goes, well, yeah, it, it's okay. Get here. Uh, you're just going to be cash pay now. And I was like, what do you mean? Your insurance company won't cover it if you haven't used within the last five days. Oh my God. I was like. That is so fucked up. I was like, I, uh, but I just attempted suicide. I almost died of overdose. Like, can't, wow. can't you take me? Not if you haven't used in the last five days. We can, can you take just lie? you. Uh, that's what I said. And he goes, he goes, well, you already let us know. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well. And I'm, I'm literally driving from Oklahoma city down to Texas. You're like, I'm picking up a and bag I'm like, of weed well, right now. <laughs> I guess I know how to fix this. And he goes, so we're not going to see you tonight. And I was oh like, my God. And, and I go, well, at first I'd ask him how much cash pay was. It was like over $800 a day. Yeah. 
I think it was $860 per day. I actually still have some debt from it and things, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was a big sacrifice to do that. But I went and I stopped and I found a fishing guide at Lake Texoma. I wanted to clear my head. I love to go fishing. And I was like, well, maybe if I just drink a six pack on the boat, or maybe if I just have some weed or something, then I can go straight down. Anyways, for an addict, you can't just have a little bit. As we know. And yeah, as you know. And, as and we me. now know. Yeah, yeah. As we now know. And and you can't you can't stay stopped. So my thing of like going fishing, sleeping one night, going the next day turned into like another 10 days of using. Yeah. Another 10 days of using. And I could not physically get myself to Dallas or to Texas. Yeah. I couldn't get myself there. I was on the border and I was like in such a bad way. Literally, I think I was on the brink of like another like near death like thing. Right. I'd almost, I had almost killed myself like, you know, three weeks before. Mm -hmm. And now I'm fighting for my life again. And I remember I just had to drive back to Oklahoma City and just plead for help for someone to drive me down. And that was someone from uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, a program, a good friend of mine and a guy that was sponsoring me at that time, who's an incredible man, but he just snatched me up, drove me down and I'd used in the last five days and uh, insurance covered it, but they did not cover the 90 days. So I was committed to go to 90 days. That's why I said up front, I'm going to do it all. Whatever you guys got, I'm doing everything. Mm -hmm. I was one of two guys to do the 90 days. But guess what? During it, they came back to me and said, hey, we got to talk. I'm like, okay, what's up? And they're like, your insurance isn't going to cover 90 days. I'm like, but that's what I need. And they said, if you use the last five days, like go. <laughs> and so I went and uh, they ended up not covering a lot. And so I was stuck with tens of thousands of dollars of debt. Yeah. And um, so anyways, I feel like going into it though, being beaten down so much by it. And obviously, I mean, I don't want to wear this quote out. I shared it on my show, but you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Well, I said that to you. You said that to me. That's right. Yeah. I heard a quote from, <laughs> from me, from the mightiest, most powerful, badass person I know. The one that I love the most, the person that's the uh, best person ever happened to me. That's right. I love you, darling. I love you too. Thank you for supporting me through this. And we're going to get into it. But the thing that I was saying about that was, ooh, um, I, I, I had this mind frame as a fighter, I think, that I have to attack what's been attacking me. I have to beat this out of me. I have to like a fighter mentality. I have to cut yeah. it out and remove it. Yeah. Um, just like an opponent in a cage that mm -hmm. he's going to pummel me if I don't pummel him. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I've got to beat this thing. And so I went in and I think I, I think it took me a long time to get around to actually wanting help because maybe self-pity or sulking or just feeling like, you know, looking around and seeing some really successful people, but seeing some people that, you know, I've gone through hard times and I think in our minds, we might, I try my best really not to do this. I love, I love people no matter where they've come from, but whenever you go into a place and here's a guy coming off the street, here's a guy coming out of prison. Here's a guy that hurt some people. Here's a guy that, 
you know, you're like, am I like these guys? And you might try to distance yourself from it in your mind or something. It just took me a while to say, you know what, get this. And so I was one of two guys that stayed the 90 days. It was like this, um, borderline abusive, like, like, sure. uh, yeah. treatment thing. And, and, and it was maybe what I needed at that time. I chose that place. Yeah. Uh, my board of directors have looked at some other places. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that one's like a green smoothie coddle. Yeah. I don't want that. This place they're going to, they're going to speak to me like I really need it. And so anyways, going into this one, I feel like a, a massive shift has changed. We just had meditation earlier today and I was tearing up. And it, I did a solo cast last night. They'll come on my show later. And I feel like it's time to go to war, but instead of against myself, it's going to war for myself, not against myself, but for myself on behalf of me and to like, almost like a self-love with, with, or a spear with love at the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. Love is at the tip of the spear and I've got to puncture and pierce with love, whatever it is that's so wounded that hopefully maybe it's even a gentle touch of, 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 of <laughs> this love. This metaphor is just spear. evolving. It's evolving. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm trying to talk too much. Let's get into it. Let's, let's. No, but I mean, you know, I picked up when you said supporting you through this. I mean, like for me, that's been a very challenging situation, of you know, course. because I've been trying to like, like I talk about on this show all the time, I'm talking about, you know, our boundaries, mm-hmm. I'm talking about emotions, I'm talking about being our best selves. And it was really, really challenging for me to figure out how to support me mm-hmm. and then do what's right in this situation. Yeah. And and the best thing by you, because I know that I have enabling codependency tendencies. And so, um, so what did I do? I mean, like I, um, let's see, I, I tried to talk to you, but then I, as I said, let's see, in the last couple episodes, I've talked about anger and I've talked about self-trust and I really went into my own self-trust on this, mm. you know, when I knew what was going on and yet didn't know. And so once I committed to that, I was really shown, shown things that I needed to see. And then right. I got, then I got angry. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I dealt with that so constructively at first because I got really, really angry. Yeah. But I, I, I think I even remember telling you in that moment, even though I wasn't in a clear state of mind, Yeah, I wasn't clean. I was like, Hey, it's valid. Yeah, it's, you did. It's you valid. did. You it's, just stood there. Yeah. And you, you did seem to understand. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> it was very I, dramatic. I, I think I told you later that I think it was a healthy angry that I know that you, I mean, it was, I needed to see it. It was at least healthy for me and maybe, I mean, I don't really remember all of it. So, uh, it's, it's, it's hazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, um, but, but Amy on, from the first treatment, I did learn a lot. And now I just have to apply it and and I have to get head knowledge and heart knowledge is two different things, right? Like, like I need it to sink from the head deep into my heart and soul. And I need to know logically when things are happening and things are progressing and uh, things are creeping up or cropping up in my life that, uh uh-oh, maybe I need to cut it off here. That goes across the board for anything. So many times we know all these tools that we Mm -hmm. should do, you know, Mm -hmm. or could do, Mm -hmm. but 
how do you get them to seep into your heart? How do you actually put them into action? You know, so many times we just, cause like you do, you know, all of that. And even, even, even anybody listening, if you're struggling with anything, we know all these things we're told to do or should do. I wanted to, I wanted to take a picture yesterday, actually working out it on it because there was uh, a quote that I never seen there. And I, I I normally try to read all the quotes Mm -hmm. and everything else. And I basically said like, we like mankind forms their tools and then the tools form the man. And it was something along that line where mm-hmm. like we make these tools, but then if we use them correctly, it will form us. Right. And but bigger metaphor than that. Like I just, I don't know the quote, but anyways, it was. No, but it makes sense. Like if you're thinking of like a workout machine or something, yeah. you know? Right. right. Yeah. We made it, but then now it will like literally chisel us, right? Yeah. So now with these tools, I need to chisel away at some of these toxic cycles, these um, other things. And then what I meant by what I learned is you talked about codependent other habits. I'm not trying to coddle and make things. It's good that you're self-aware that there's some of these tendencies, but I'm really grateful that you are who you are because it's given me an invitation to become better. And even the hard part of you saying you're doing this or this isn't here and I'm moving on. And I, well, I've worked too hard and yeah. all the stuff I talk about on this show, I've worked too hard on myself for sure to allow it. And well, it and was you're, like, you're too dim in my shine. Yeah, exactly. I used and to have I, a keychain that said, that. it said, don't dull my sparkle asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it broke. Um, well, you, we need to get you a new one. <laughs> I really do. I do. And, uh, and I can, uh, and then, you I know, it's, it's true. It's like, you can for so long be like, no, I maintain my vibe. I keep, doing what I need to do. But uh, if, if if it's really, really close to you, mm-hmm. we can fall into habits and patterns that are not healthy. And yeah, I, we, and I know I was, and I mean, for, for instance, I've gained at least 25 pounds, you know? So, and I'm pretty sure I was stress eating because mm-hmm. during this, I was like eating bags of chips and I was like, wait, maybe these two things are connected. For sure. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I want to say I'm sorry and apologize about it. And I, I am, but I think I'm going to get some new tools where. Thank you, honey. Whenever you're welcome. But at the same time, at the same time, if I'm being really real and honest, I think that you can wear out sorries easily and, uh, quick, yeah. and, and quickly. And so people or you don't want to hear me say, sorry, you want to see that I am. I have to. to. You want me to show you. Yeah. I've heard too many promises now, you know, which I think anybody that's dealt with an addict, an addict in their life has, has had that happen. Yeah. And these, this interim time before you go tonight from the time that you, from the time that I got so angry has been very weird, really, you know, it's been good, but I feel like I just want people to know honestly that it's been yeah. a challenging time. Yeah. Because I've There's had some really good things. Anger flare ups. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They're having there a been thing. some really good things. That's what's, weird. Well. that's what's that's what's weird about it. <clears throat> is that there's been some really good things, but there's been some hard things. Like for instance, I was supposed to be there yesterday. Yeah. And uh the beds were full. This mm-hmm. is a good place, so it's very busy and there's a wait list. And so today there's 
several beds opening up. So there's no excuse that I can't be there. But that moment, I remember brought something up for you. I I, I was on the phone with her coming home <laughs> and I was coming to get my bag to go. And all of a sudden I got a call and it's like, Hey, there's not a bed. And, uh, but we please like stay sober and communicate with me. Can I do anything to support you in the interim? How many days do you have? I'm like, I've been sober, I think nine oh, days. That's probably a really hard part of it. Cause I have wondered, yeah. I'm like, well, there's a distinct possibility that he'll start Dip using again. Well, well yeah. that's what happened in the, I mean, I dipped yeah. out to Mexico. I, I dipped out to Lake Texoma and then I mm-hmm. finally made it there. I know. And so I'm, a, a, you know, I talked with my and friend and Dr. Amen and he said, you know, you've, you've grown. This is, this is, it's not linear it progress. You've grown. You didn't set back and it you is. haven't disappeared. You have 10 days sober. And honestly, but, I've grown too, because I didn't like watchdog the shit out of that. Yeah. I didn't like oversee it. I was just, I had yeah. to just sort of let go because it was too much for me. Yeah. Well, I think a good thing. Although, although it's been really, really hard is that I recognized and you recognized a boundary that this isn't on you. It's on me. And I have support in other places. Like if someone is struggling with addiction and they do have some resources of people that have gotten better, have gotten well, and they have gone to therapy or sober living or treatment they have people that know this very intimately that have either gone through it or have supported people through it. And I knew I could go ask them for help. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that just going back to that moment of yesterday, I remember we had a great day. I was about to go off and then I find out, no, I'm not. And I'm asking her, can you please text me that? Can you please uh, send me that? Cause I got to show not just you, Amy, but so many. Uh, not so many people, but several people like, yeah. Hey, this, I'm trying to openly communicate with everybody. Be honest. I haven't used today. I'm not going to use today. That's the plan at least. And <laughs> check it, like, uh, like that's the plan. Well, you I know, had to just make it clear hours, that it. We're not, it's not going to be in the house yeah. anymore. Oh, like, yeah, and I sure. think you got clear on that too, because yeah. like the kids, like it's just not, yeah. that's a no go. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so when you, when you came back after I got mad, then, then you were gone for a couple of days. And then when you came back, I was like, as long as you're sober, we can have a conversation. And that's when I was like, I proposed treatment to you, which was the only thing I had. And you said, yes. And so I just wanted to tell people too, like, it was really a a weird feeling kind of to enforce that boundary because it's your home too. But I was like, that's like a non-negotiable around the kids and in the home. And you have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we entered this time, this yeah. interim time. Yeah. And yes, yesterday you had to tell me, you uh-huh. showed me that text and, and, it, and I, I like I just, bent I just over think, and I was like, I think oh. you looked exhausted. I am exhausted. I know. I, know. I the, am that, exhausted. And that's wearing on, on, <laughs> on both of us, but I don't want to be like ignorant to the fact that it's, probably more exhausting on you. Although I am so, so tired. No, I know I it's exhausting really am. I'm so, so tired of this cycle. Yeah. And so I hope that any of your listeners can, can hear that, um, you know, if you are going through this, for me, I'm grateful that this is the healthiest I've ever gone through this process. Um, yeah. Cause even uh, when you relapsed, and you stayed at home. <laughs> 
because because the time disappear. because the time before I did I disappeared yeah. mm-hmm. I dipped out I disappeared because I don't want to use around anybody yeah I don't want to um because I know it because I, I know it can get into harder things it can get into harder things and I'm like no way yeah no way will I bring that around people I love and not let them see me in this dark place and stuff like that. There's a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of stuff. And it's, it's a form of like self punishment. Like some people cut, some people do stuff like that. But whenever I get in this dark place and I start using it's to numb some pain, but then whenever I start trying to sober up and come out of it, I feel so gross and I feel so bad. And I feel like, see, this is who you've always been, or this is who you really are. This is who you're meant to be. Like, that's the self-talk that goes on. You're worthless. You're not good enough. You can't beat this. And so I, uh, uh, I'll go get like bread, a loaf of bread and eat it or pizza. I love pizza. I love good burgers and I have celiac though, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can also trace what I'm going to go look at now is I have celiac and Chris Murphy, who, you know, that got the new smile when he has celiac and his doctors say, my doctors have said too, it's not just an upset stomach, your second brain. It's not just uh, nausea. It's not just a headache. It's not just joint pain. Like you're literally depleting your brain. And so if I look and track back this one too, Whenever I started letting myself have gluten here and there, here and there, here and there, and I'm depleting my which is my honestly brain, the, almost the whole time we've been together. Like, yeah, I I've allowed like myself to do the it. There's year. these there's these pills you can have, and you can take them, and it kind of mm-hmm. softens the blow. And you know, saying that there's a pill for it mm-hmm. with uh, yeah. with with even celiac, there's a pill for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like addicts and, and, and probably a lot of culture, like we can be addicts to a lot of things, people, experiences, uh, food, all sorts of stuff. Right. But, but for me, like I told Chris, we had a a big heart to heart last night. I was able to help him. Now he's helping me. He's going to drive me to treatment. Um, I, 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 I said it and then I laughed. I go, I go, Chris, I just wish there was a damn pill for this. Just to cure this addiction, just, just give me a pill for it. And then I, then I smiled. I go, oh, man. <laughs> that, sh- that Okay. I need yeah. to go examine those words. Right. I wish there was a pill to fix this. I mean, I saw a guy the other day. He was wearing a hat. Oh, it was the guy that did an Austin Muscle Restoration, Brandon, who mm. is great, by the way. And I'm going to keep going back. But anyway, he was wearing a hat when I got there that said, there is no magic pill. And mm. I was like, I need that hat right now. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. There it's is only, no magic pill. There is pill. no magic pill. So I've got to go do some deep work. Yeah. And, um, and I promise myself. Yeah. And I promise you. Um, and the board of fight for the fight and everything else. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going into it healthy in a healthy place, like looking forward to it. Like that's, that's at least some progress. And I really, well, I really want to get it. If anybody is listening and wants to go to treatment, it, you, People are crazy supportive of it. Like they really, uh, they really go, Hey, good for you. Mm -hmm. Like, cause people need that and people are understanding about that. And, and and it is, it's a really good thing. Literally, if anyone told me, Hey, I got to go to treatment. I'm, I've got a problem. I'd be like, do it. That is number one priority. Yeah. Your life, your life. For sure. And, and the first time I didn't tell a soul. 
mm-hmm. except for the must know people. Yeah, I knew that about and you. Well, you told him months later or something. You told I, it on this show for the first time, or no? Yeah, yeah, I think it was this show. Aubrey's uh, this one. This it one, was yours because yeah. I did yours ago. before. Yeah. yeah, about a year ago, about the first time going, and yep. Uh, now I'm going to double dip. Hopefully get, <laughs> hopefully get, get some really good stuff out of it. But yeah, I, <clears throat> I really want, I just really want to get it this time. Good. This podcast is sponsored by Onnit. Onnit.com slash overcome. I have two Onnit packets in my hand right now. It's the blackberry lemonade flavor of Alpha Brain and the coconut lime. Getting ready to take one of these. And I love it because even on my Dr. Amen podcast, he was selling, saying that I need the L-theanine and the L-tyrosine. I don't know that I'm pronouncing those right. I but, never say I'm right. Uh, that it was really good brain fuel and the krill oil and all the omegas that he was saying. One of the things that I got, the omegas, the krill oil was in what you have pulled up right there. And you have some experience, Amy Edwards. Yes, I do. With total Human. Total human. Well, when you left yeah. for rehab, I decided I found a whole box of, of total, total human. human. So I was like, I'm going to devote myself and take these every single day for 30 days. And I did. And I really liked it. Yeah. I have felt really good. Now, I took pretty decent care of myself while you were gone. I didn't yeah. drink and other things. But um, but I, I staying on top of it is easy when you've got those little packets. Yeah. And I liked it. So it works for women. Yeah. Um, I felt really good. I'm 49 and I, um, I, I have not ever devoted myself like that to a supplement, a regimen. supplement regimen. And this one was so easy and it's, yeah. it's like 30% off right now. So yeah. on it.com slash overcome. Yep. 30% yeah. off at onit.com slash overcome. Just like yeah. So anyway, I just really enjoyed it. So yeah. I would say it, it was beneficial. I'm still using it. And so now it's been a little over a month and I'm, I'm feeling really good. Yeah, I like gonna, the night support too. I like, I like that. the night support a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking it while I was at treatment and before, but what I love about total human specifically is that it's all of on its best for the most part in two packs, a morning support and a night support mm-hmm. makes it super easy. We travel. And so instead of taking a bunch of bottles with you, you just take these packets. They come in a morning and day stuck together. uh, And they're really nice packaging. I love the quotes on it every day. I do too. And like they're motivating. And then I can just say five days. I need to grab five, put it in my bag. And it's super easy to pack Mm -hmm. instead of a bunch of clinky bottles. And so I love Total Human, uh, Total Gut Health that I had, and then Alpha Brain. So, And it's great for the new year. So you can get 10% off Mm -hmm. when they go to your link. and like start your new year and just try yeah. that. Just try a yeah. regimen. If you have, it's so easy to be sporadic about it. You know, right. I watch you with your other supplements too. The other, sometimes you take other yeah. things, lysine or whatever yep. you need to take and you're spotty with it. Yeah. I, I am that way too. Yeah. So this is really cool. Yeah. It's awesome. So let's get back to the show. I hope you're enjoying this episode with Amy and I talking about me going to treatment and uh, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks so much. On it's on it.com. Slash overcome <laughs> teamwork, <babe. laughs> teamwork. And, and uh, what I was going to say was this time though, uh, at least, you know, I was able to open up and I, I might've shared with w- too many people this time. I don't know, but not really. I've shared with hot pie here. Yeah. Hot pie media. Yeah. They know what I'm going to do. Fully supportive. Um, I let on it who are my sponsors and my coaches helping me make a comeback. I, in the staff workout, I let some of the executive team know I let yeah. the staff Staff know after a workout and what happened after the workout? I thought, I'm like, oh man, I just worked out with all these guys. Um, I've been encouraged by them before. 
they know a lot of my story and journey. And now I'm about to tell them all. And when I told them all, guess what happened? I thought I was going to get some looks. You know, you have this insecurity, right? And I'm like, I don't care. I just got to do it anyways. And they do care about me. And 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 I need to tell Juan and, and some of these guys, my coach and, and John, and I do. There was a line to give me hugs. A line. And I was, just tear, I was just tearing up. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. And I've told the board, I've told a lot of people, our, our partners um, with Fight for the Forgotten, as I take a big step back from Fight for the Forgotten. Right. Um. Well, you pushed back a little bit too. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. Pushed back. You willingly took the step that you were asked to take back. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I was I was being and they're protecting the organization, and I'm protecting you. I'm not going to come back until I'm ready. So I don't Good. care. I don't care if they. I mean, I do care if they say come on, but I, I I've got to come back when I'm ready. Well, so I mean, I don't know if this had an effect on you or not, but I think I told you during this too. I was like, I'm not going to be with somebody who has like private shit and then the public shit and it's two different things like for me those have to match up that's why we're sitting here right now like i wasn't like i was i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna have a life partner that doesn't live like fully open and honest yeah can can i speak to that real quick yes um one of the things that and this isn't to suck up before i go to treatment are you trying to suck up I'm I'm really not. <laughs> uh, um, actually, but it's I'm trying to be honest. Okay, I'm trying to be honest. Your unbridled honesty, like it's just loose and it's racing, it's charging straight ahead. That's 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 what's so deeply inspired me. Over loose this in a last good way, year. or in a great way. Oh, okay, good. Like like what I mean is like you are so honest that it it like what you say, everything's got to match up. And I want to be that way too. The thing that I struggle with is this addiction and I feel so much shame with it. Now I'm breaking that pattern of like, okay, now this time around this process, I can be open, honest right now where I'm at. And then coming out, I can continue that pace to where if there is any, any slip ups, not, not, not meaning relapse, but meaning like thoughts about it. Yeah. That's the part that like you form a new it. pattern in. Yeah. Like if you have a thought, which I've told you that before, I'm like, just call me. Call but you, you're not in you. a pattern of doing that. You're still in the old one. So if yeah. you can find a new pattern, whenever you feel that urge, like get in a habit of telling someone probably. Yeah. yeah. The thing, the thing that, the thing that I know it does is it, it scares, it scares people if I say, because <clears throat> I've done it. And I think I might've told some people that it wasn't, they weren't the ones prepared to receive the, they don't have the tools and equipment and, and, or they've been, people just so take it really personally. I think, yeah, you I'm know, like, I, I'm, I'm going through this right here and I don't want to do that over yeah. there. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, why would you, and I'm like, ah, you know, like, I'm sorry. And so, well, but regardless, regardless of what they of say, that, you have to do it, do it anyway. It. Yeah, you can't sure. control someone for else's sure. reaction, even my own, even yeah. mine. And I think, I think you have great reactions most times and almost every time. And mm-hmm. the thing that I mean is there are people in places and programs around helping people in recovery that they're there to listen. They're there to help. And 
sometimes it's absolutely, well, not sometimes it's not the responsibility of anyone else, but you and a support system that you surround yourself with, but you have to take ownership of it. Meaning I can't put my sobriety on you at all. Zero. Right. And I'm grateful that I have such a supportive partner that, that we can talk about and be open and and you'll be there, but it's gotta be on me. And the thing that I love about you know, I, I didn't even know what recovery was until May 15th of, of 2020. But I read a quote somewhere and it says recovery or sorry, addiction is change. Addiction is giving up everything for one thing. And recovery is giving up one thing for everything. And I never heard that until these last maybe Ten or twenty. It's amazing. Days. That's an amazing phrase. Yeah. Say. So all I got to do is give up one thing. <laughs> For me, it's not one thing. It's 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 substances because I was kind of more of a. They always ask, "What's your drug of choice?" Right. What's available? Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh uh, yeah. What is there? I'm relighting this just a little bit because I I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah I was just you know knowing what I need in a relationship yeah. and that, that openness and that, that truth, honesty, not only with ourselves and with each other, which we weren't getting, but on a bigger scale too. And, um, and, you know, I think I wanted to also address just my side of things. Yeah. And when you said I seemed exhausted, you were. uh, <laughs> the, yesterday when you said that, yeah, I have been because like, when you're in this position, the, um, it's all about the other person's life. Like it's been all about you, all about your everything. And it's like, I felt a little like I was losing myself and lost myself through this. Like it was just so much about the other person, you know, and you have to like guard against that. I think in a, like, cause it can become very codependent where it is. And you're too involved in the other person's life. Like you have to find your own. So as you go into this, and I just want to address that, like, I feel like I'm going into my own recovery yeah, and, and getting back in touch with myself yeah, at this time. And so many times we like, can say like, I don't have time to do all that. And suddenly like, I have time. Mm. I'm like, I'm gifted with it in different ways right now. And I also took the liberty of just the holidays are coming and stuff and people are inviting me Thanksgiving, whatever. And I just, I'm saying no to everything. I'm just like, I don't think so. I don't think that's for me right now. And I've been really, and like, I've been really honest about what we're going through and just saying like, I am in my own recovery right now. And I recognize that I have plenty of work to do to get like, I don't really want to say back to myself, but to grow from this and, and become better and strengthen my own relationship with myself. Yeah. Because I feel like I was just, I, I feel like that's part of what's been so exhausting. I've had a hard time putting my finger on it, but I think that's it. Whereas I love you and I love having you around, but you've got to go do this. Yeah. And I'm just like, kind of like at the end of my rope where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, so, so ready to just have time to breathe. Cause it, for me, it went from like relapse time, whatever. And, and, and that was weeks 
and then straight to anger and then figuring out, oh my God, if, if we end this, if I end this because of this, which I was ending it at that point, you know, how do I deal with that? The stress of that, then still anger flaring up. How do I deal with overcome show? And how do I, like, our lives are so intertwined. And so it was all about how it relates to you and figuring it out. And then you come back and you say, I'm going to go. And then it's tomorrow. It's next day. It's next day. It gets, you have all these things to do to wrap up your loose ends. And then, you know, it was just from, and, and I was still, I just didn't feel like I had a moment to really catch my breath. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know how that feels when I say that to you. I hope oh, you understand. Oh, it's good to hear. It's I think good. our communication has been it. pretty I need good. To hear it. Oh, it's been, it's well, been I don't, really I'm not good. saying it to hurt you at all, no, but no, I no, love no. you. I know that. And we have had really fun times even right we, before you go. Yeah, we have. We've yeah. had some great times. Yes. And the thing, the thing that I'm really striving for, is it okay if we share about... Um, Okay, so to address how you say it felt like it was all about me these last 10 days. Um, Longer than that for me. Yeah, I mean, getting me there. Yeah. Getting me there uh, to the right place. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that. In in the addiction, I did not Mm -hmm. because, okay. No, you were checked out. I have something something that I'm going to get to. It's a book, Dr. Eamon. But before that, Brigham had told me something. He's a guest of your show. He's going to be a guest of my yeah. show. He's a great friend of ours. I look at him like a brother. Yeah. Brigham Bueller ways well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he had said something to me and I just want to ask your perspective because this is good for me to hear. He started to say at first, he goes, it's like you go from being selfless to selfish. Then he goes, well, maybe selfish isn't the word, but it's oblivious, just absolutely oblivious. And is it okay to, I mean, like, I don't know. Can you riff off that? Is that uh, just let me hear it so I can take that in to. What do you want me to say? What it was like when you were using? No. I mean, well, I don't know, but just. You were oblivious. Oblivious. A hundred percent. That's what I, I mean, I I didn't say specifics on the show because I didn't know how it was going to play out. And that would have been last week's episode with Angie. And I talked about, you know, that my trust, my self-trust, like I knew something was off with you, but I, you were telling me everything's fine. And I was just so fucking confused and I wasn't trusting myself. And so that moment I committed on the show to trusting myself and that's when everything shifted. Yeah. And, um, and I was really wowed by like everything shifting. Cause I was like, I'm not going to listen to what he's telling me anymore. I know, I know what I know. Yeah. And, um, and that's weird cause I've known every time mm-hmm. and, um, we tend to doubt ourselves. And so <laughs> I yeah, wanted self-trust known, and I the, got it. Yeah, <laughs> I got a nice it. two week lesson in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, that's good to know that the other times you knew and the, but you were already in oblivion. You yeah. were already in the oblivious yeah. state where and it didn't, I, you, it had taken over. Yeah. And, so, and I don't want to be that person. Not at all. And the thing, the person that I do want to be is you like really encouraged me the other day with Dr. Eamon's book. When you, you gave it to me, it talks about taming the hidden dragons. Your mind is always mm-hmm. listening or your brain is always listening. The only thing I want to say about that is this is why I'm going in this time is 
This time I'm not going in because I have to. Mm-hmm. Although, yes, the, the like the reason I say I don't have to is because for a real deal addict and alcoholic like me, mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything well, except use. Yeah. And, like and I, I, you, I could leave this and I don't want to at all. I could really leave good, fight for the forgotten. You're a really good talker. And yeah. they all are. And a manipulator and all that. And sure. I, don't, I don't want to call you a manipulator, but when when y- you really I, believed it before, you know, you were like, no, I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. Yeah, you know, yeah, I did believe that. I and know. That's that for a resolution. That's part of the cycle. But hey, I, I had a thought. Okay. I have an idea. What, the only thing I was going to say okay, was- Okay, say it. And then I have an idea. I, I d- it's not that I have to, I want to. I really yeah. do want to this time. And it's only the second time, but I want this. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing of growth for me, which- which growth, that's what Dr. Amen um, talked about using my story as an example was post-traumatic growth. Yeah. And it's like 10% of people that experience PTSD or post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. 10% of people dig deep, find purpose, some sort of new way of life, uh, a life of service or a new spiritual life or these practices and habits of how to make the world better, taking their traumas and turning it into something positive. Well, I think that goes for me too. Yeah. I really do. I think that's applicable to anybody who's going through this on either end of it because I'm not the victim. I feel, you are, I feel a little traumatized. Not going to lie for sure. I'm a little traumatized. I'm the one that Mm -hmm. was the, yeah, I was the one acting way out of line. Well, our trust is, you know, uh, two weeks ago, I talked a lot about rebuilding trust with Andra. And, um, and she had some good points about that, about it can always be rebuilt, which Mm. I do believe. I do believe. Well, that's hopeful. I want to rebuild. This is the thing. When you said that, I believe we can rebuild trust between ourselves. I'm also on a journey to rebuild trust with myself because I have to be able to trust myself with this because I failed and I've, Oh, let's reframe that. But anyways, I've, I've fallen to this over and over and over again. I've dug that hole myself and it's like, I want to throw those things away. I want to throw that shovel away and I want to find these tools to somehow build a ladder and climb out of it and stay out of it. Yeah. Well, I had a thought. What's your thought? (laughs) When you were saying, um, that's not the person I want to be, the person I do want to be. What if instead of being either of those, you were just the person asking the question. You're the person that's recognizing who you want to be rather than you're the person looking at, am I like this or am I like this? Mm. You're that awareness. Yeah. You're not either of them. Well, I think you have a good point on that. Like being aware of, okay, here's, I don't know. Sometimes I think, well, here's the good Justin. Here's the bad Justin, you know, or here's, and but if you're able to look at that, who is that that's looking a at that? Step back from it and it's your awareness. It's yeah. your spirit. It's your Yeah. It's your real If I can love both soul. sides of those and and embrace them. The the thing that uh the chairman of my board said, he's an incredible man. Um he said that one of the most life changing things that he did for himself in his thirties, uh, when he was just not getting much sleep. And doing all these surgeries all through the day and working on like an hour, two hour, three hour sleep and also performing on high level athletes and all that pressure and weight and stress of, of stuff and his daughter also. Um, anyways, they did this stuff because it's been very helpful to them uh, called psychodrama and I had never heard of it. 
And it's basically going, and I know the inner child work and different stuff like that. But the way he had talked about it was, you know, for me, I can be, uh, you know, there's that bullied child that um, wants to numb pain. And he's like, now you go into that moment, you start to try to talk to that child as you are now, the man that you are now. And, mm-hmm. or you talk as that child. I don't know the process, but you talk as that child, then you talk to that child. Yeah. And then moving forward, like through that awareness, you can take that step back and say, whenever these things start to crop up and, and start to present themselves, you can, um, like what Jared Padalecki said to me the other day, uh, whenever that text message about don't, when you're, when you're down, don't listen, don't listen to yourself, to yourself talk, talk to, yourself. to yourself. Totally stole it. Oh. Put it on my TikTok. Yeah. And when you're in a low place, don't listen to yourself, talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Now in that moment, I'm connecting it with Dr. Higgs. I can go, Hey, Hey, hey. now it's time for me to talk to you and to step in and protect you. Like the protection you might not have had at school or home or whatever it is. That's like, you know what? Now I'm a 34 year old man and I can step in and protect. I don't have to be that way. That young, hurt, wounded, that wounded dragon, as Dr. Amon said, yeah. that doesn't control me. I tame that dragon and I step in and protect that young bully child. So that's what I'm hoping uh, to really develop and meditate on and journal about and really talk to some professionals who this is their vocation and they got into it for a reason because they want to help people mm-hmm. and they want to help people specifically with this. And if that's their calling, then I better go in there like a sponge ready to learn. So anyway, sorry to ramble. You're not rambling. I was kind of thinking how I can apply it to my own life, you know, and like, you know, what that looks like as I look at the next month and a half or however long it's going to be, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I think on the other side of this, um, you know, post-traumatic growth, post-traumatic growth for sure. Yeah. I think so too. Um, let's address really quick to like how we've communicated through this. Sure. Like, we managed not to say mean things or get really mad at each other and to stay pretty balanced. And, um, that takes work on both our parts. Mm -hmm. I do believe. Chris, Chris told me something last night and I wanted to apply it back to us. We'll get there. But, um, from my first experience and how they would talk down at you and cuss at you and all that other stuff. When I told him, I go, I go, do you think that was helpful for me? Like I'm asking genuinely because yeah. sometimes I wanted it, felt like I needed it. And other times I felt like, is this helping or hurting? And he goes, bro, I'm one of you. He goes, nobody is going to be able to say anything as mean to you as you have already said to yourself. And so he said, basically like, um, you're not a dog. You're not a dog that needs to have its face shoved in shit. And I was like, wow. And he goes, dogs don't even need that, bro. And he's like, so like, like go in there with a new perspective of like the self-talk, you know? And so I guess coming back to us, thank God, thank goodness 
Thank you, Amy. Well, I, that's myself, one thing we I don't do. We I don't say things I can't take back. Yeah. Uh, I've been really good about that. Through you both the ending of my marriages, they literally have nothing, nothing that I've written, like nothing mean that I've said. And that's I just speaking don't do to it. your character and it's, it's taught me a lot. It's and very hard to do. It's very hard to do. <laughs> and it's hard whenever you get into <clears throat> some sort of codependent relationship or enmeshment. Yeah, we feed in, in that. Enmeshment and, between mm-hmm. families. Mm-hmm. Like married, I, I've seen a lot of married couples and it's like when the wife gets mad at the husband, she goes and she gives yeah. reinforcements with. And uh, they all talk shit. Yeah. And yeah. the whole family and friends mm-hmm. all talking shit about the husband or vice versa. And that's just not, not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like instead of doing that, like let's, let's look at the real issue and the, what's going on, yeah. the action and let's find a solution Well, to the problem. To that too. Uh, I, you know, I did talk to some of my friends yeah. and my sister and stuff, but I didn't ask advice really. I really did work on that self-trust enough to where I was like, I'm going to know what to do. And so that's been its own exercise yeah. through this too. And just like sitting with it and being able to go, okay, well, what do I really feel here? And I mean, I feel like I want to stay with you. I want to, I want to mm. give it a chance. I want to, you know, I mean, if, if you had still been, you know, using, I wouldn't have, I was going to stick with the boundary of that's a, non-negotiable. Right. And so I recognize that you need treatment. So I think that's part of where this exhaustion came from too, is that like, go get it done already, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, sure. and so, uh, but I did just, I didn't go like talk trash and dwell on it in this like negative way. And that takes work too, because it's at your top of your mind. And I have friends who do it and they'll like rehash shit. And I'm like, why are you doing this. Like that's not healthy and it's not productive. So what are you going to do about it? You've seen this now. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, you're reminding me like, I decided to figure it out myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, bringing up the past and, and just living in that, I mean, that that's, that's hard because so for an addict and I'll call it, yes, there's patterns and you got to learn from them. And, but an addict is someone that a lot of times most of us can put ourselves in the same boat where it's you have fear or anxiety of mm-hmm. the future and you have a ton of regret and shame and guilt and condemnation about the past. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm thankful that part of your process in our communication was like focusing at the, on the task at hand, although it was tiring, the task at hand is getting there. And getting some things done and being healthy until I get there, not using, putting that shit down. Yeah, but me and not, then, I detached from Yeah, that. you detaching so I could do it. So I could, I could. I'm not fucking doing it that. for you. Right? I know you're not. Yeah. And, and that I'm, would be. I'm not saying that for you. I'm saying it for everybody. Exactly. But yeah. I, I, I appreciate that about you because if it was up to you to get me sober, I wouldn't get sober. And it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, impossible. it's impossible. That's, very, that's like a, <laughs> that's a vicious cycle. I don't want to take you on that road or I don't want to be on that road either. So <clears throat> it's definitely been a learning process. Well, but you're being so open about it. Even just the difference you said about your first time going in and this time, look, you're, 
you're releasing podcasts about it. You're telling people up front. I mean, that's hugely different. Yeah. And it's creating an accountability system yeah. for you because now all these people know, mm-hmm. all right, this is something he's still dealing with yeah. and, you know, he needs support and, yeah. and you're just more accountable. And that was kind of why I talked to my friends. I didn't do it to get their opinion. Sure. I created some accountability around it because for, yeah. for myself, mm-hmm. for my own boundaries, for, mm-hmm. you know, my own kids mm-hmm. and home and everything to and yeah. and people have stayed on top of it. My sister yeah. texts me and she's like, "Is he there yet?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> but no, I'm going, I, I mean, like, I'm going. I, I, I had to answer without feeling like I was making excuses for you or mm. covering for you because that is such a codependent thing that I have done so many times in the past in an old relationship with right. someone who had an addiction. Is that? Uh, and I've done it with you. I've done it to where I lied. To people, it's essentially lying. It's 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 making things sound better than they are, and being like, "Oh no, no, it's just it's like this," you know. No, you just got to point blank say it and own the truth, and that's challenging. But I did it. But I did. I did do it, and I just told her the flat truth because I worry about what my sister thinks of me, and I don't want her to think I'm an idiot. And so, (laughs) and so um, that part was was trickier. You know, it's it's hard for me too. I. I worry about what your sister thinks about me. I was supposed to meet her. <laughs> I know. Well, I was she, supposed she to was meet here her on the anger day. And yeah. I was, I disappeared. And so, um, God. It's okay, honey. I know. Uh, I'm trying to find the balance here where it's like, um, I want to be brutally open, honest, real, transparent, all that stuff. And I want to, I wanted to get some of these podcasts done instead of keeping it in the dark, instead of hiding it, instead of not being real with myself and with others and to increase that accountability. And so like what you said, I just repeated what you said, but I, when I, when I talk to the place that I'm going and they talk to me about what their vision statement is, and it was basically helping those who are struggling in alcohol and addiction and substance abuse to find their purpose. And after that, after helping them find that, they will be able to help others find their purpose. And so when I talked to Dr. Amen, which we did a live therapy session on my show, I asked him, could we record it? Could we record it? And he's like, do you think that's going to be helpful for you? and helpful for others. And he goes, if you do, then let's do it. It's going to help you be part of your process, be therapeutic. And it's letting some people in behind the curtains and to see what's going on so that when they're in that situation, it can help them. He's like, I'm all for it. So that's been kind of my guiding light in these last 10 days is, is this helping me and will it potentially help others? And first and foremost, I got to help me because I'll be no help to others if it doesn't help me right now because I'm in a crisis mode. Honestly, it's being honest about it is just a habit and you just get in a habit of it. And like, it starts to feel really good. The more honest and open I've gotten in my life. And I check myself with the littlest things, but like, like the text message to my sister, that one's maybe bigger, but even just anything I check all of a sudden, wait, am I making this sound a little different than the reality, than the truth about it? 
And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not telling this person the truth, why I don't want to go to something or why I'm not showing up or why, whatever it is. Can, and so you just tell the truth and you know yeah. what? People can handle it. Sure. Can I get honest about uh, why I think this time was hard? To yeah. get honest? Um, you can get honest about whatever you want. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I'm just trying to get honest about why it was hard to be honest, at least. And I don't even think, yes, it was hard to be honest with you, with hot pie right now. It's kind of uncomfortable. I got sweating in my armpits really? you know, a little bit, but I uh, this is great. This is great. <laughs> this is great. But at the same time, like I'm the addict and, um, and I think, you know, I had a lot of strides and made a lot of progress and that's not to pat myself on the back, but the thing that made it hard was I went on the world's largest podcast and I shared about my story of recovery. Mm-hmm. And through that, someone's life was saved. A good friend of mine that was at Chris, our home last right. night, mm-hmm. not saved, but he says that yeah. I, don't, I didn't save him, but that timing, whatever it was like God's intervention on his bath. There's been a docu-series and a documentary being made, right? About my life story and journey. And like, I'm like, oh no, we're all back here again. Mm-hmm what are those people going to think? Or what is this person that I love and admire and look up to that supported me going to think? Or what is Chris going to think whenever I walked the Brooklyn bridge with him nine months after he almost jumped off of it mm-hmm. and I'm there with him, we're celebrating and I'm looking him in the eyes. I'm saying, Chris, look at me, brother. Look at me, please. I've attempted suicide twice in my life. I've also gone to re- rehab. Look at me. You've got a brand new smile. You've gotten, it's worth $60,000 minimum, probably a hundred thousand. Look, it's a gift, but brother, you're the gift. If you ever relapse, if you stumble, please be honest right away. Be honest before it. Be honest right away. Look at me. Look at me. See, you know all the tools. And I'm I'm telling them, don't die. Mm -hmm. Don't die from this. I've lost too many people this year. Don't die from this. Right. Don't jump. And don't let the drugs kill you. Look at me, please. I'm telling this. I'm ch- I, I don't know if it was on the camera. I'm like, we had a real heart to heart where I'm like, please, brother, yeah, don't die from this. And then I find myself back in the same hole and he's doing great. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I was too. Really? Oh, yeah. But you're really is strong and I value it so much. But my really was just like a, a kick in the groin. And then while I was down, a kick in the gut. And then while I'm trying to catch my breath, a kick in the face. And like, I, I can't continue this way. I won't. So that's a good thing. But it, I think that's why it was so hard was like, man, if like, why am I back here? And of course I'm a, I'm an addict. I'm a drug yeah, addict. But that's, that's what you got to figure out. Yeah. Well, they say they're, they're, the standard answer is because it's my solution and people are like, no, it's your problem. People like you looking from the outside in, it's your problem. But for me, it's my solution. Yeah, it's your solution. Oh, I, no, so no, no, what no. is the problem? Right. <laughs> right. So, so that's what I got to get to. Good. And, I'm glad. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I think we've <laughs> talked on, off camera. I think that, I think that there's been something eating at me with like, 
I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll blanket it with saying either a close friend or a very close family member or something like that, that I've been avoiding quite a bit. Um, and it's a really hard situation for me at least. And, um, and also a lot of that stuff from, from, from childhood. And so, uh, I'm just going to have to go in there and ask, is it distance? Is it closeness? Is it boundaries? Is it, what is it that can, that can help me find peace with whatever decision I'm supposed to make instead of avoiding making that decision? Yeah. Cause I got to make it. I got to either make it to con- continue or to cut off completely or to whatever. Like I got to figure that out. Yep. You do. Cause you know, you know, before this, these relapses, like, you know, that that was eating at me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a good thing we did this podcast cause I haven't really framed it in a way that, Oh, this is one thing I absolutely need to take in there. And so that just kind of, maybe, maybe we mentioned it, but yeah, that's, I like framing it like that. Like I'm, this is my solution. So what is the problem? Mm. Like I can look at things of my own as that, you know, like, Oh, here's how I'm coping. Yes. And so what am I coping with? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get to whatever that is. And those are uncomfortable places to be sometimes Mm -hmm. usually, which is why we're finding solutions and coping. Yes. And so, yeah. The thing I wanted to say another thing is for if someone's listening to this that does struggle with addiction or maybe you love someone that's in it or you've lost someone or maybe you're an employer and you don't know what to do whenever something like this happens. One of the things we are going to do with Fight for the Forgotten is like we're setting up some policies, procedures where if this thing ever happens again. Am I just completely out forever? Or is there a process? Is there something to do? But we're getting there. And yeah. this place will have those kinds of things to give us as tools and resources to protect me and to protect the organization, things like that. But I think one thing, well, let me just ask you the question and then I'll give you two perspectives. And it's something I've been wrestling with, trying to figure it out. All right. Do you believe in triggers? Uh, not really. Not really. It's good. <laughs> I did a TikTok on this the other day, honey. Okay. Well, tell me. Uh, Sorry. I'm not I one said of your, triggers. your big fans uh, on you, TikTok. I, <laughs> I, I only I post once. <laughs> I know. Um, I said that triggers don't really exist. They are simply indicators of things that we really need to explore. Mm. Like those are the spaces where we either need healing or we just need to look more closely. Yeah. And th- those are, those are the things. Cause I've just noticed in my own life, if I even feel jealous of something or whatever it is, those are the spots that I need to explore more fully and understand why it's more, it's more of just a indicator showing me something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with that. But then again, I suppose there are people who have had legitimate, very traumatic experiences. And if they hear about something, it could uh, trigger something for them, but then, then I don't know, then they still need to work on that healing. So, I don't know. yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> so the, the, I mean, the, you're not really, it's kind of faux pas to say you're in AA and, uh, stuff like that. You're supposed to be anonymous, but in those meetings that I've gone to and experienced and in the material that I've read, um, it basically says there aren't triggers that, uh, it's, that's just an excuse to use. That if you 
um, basically they, they say the, the actual material of the book, the big book says there are no triggers. It doesn't say there are no triggers. Let me say what it says. It says basically like if you're blaming other people, things you're not taking ownership of it. Basically you could move to, to Greenland. You could be on a, in a, on a snow cap. And then all of a sudden an Eskimo comes by on a dog, a, you know, being pulled by dogs and sled dogs. And then he has a bottle of whiskey and it's his fault that you relapsed. Mm-hmm. It's his fault that you drink again. And it is placing blame outside yourself or placing exactly. something outside yourself. Yeah, 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 for mm-hmm. sure. So I agree with that. And so I don't ever want to say a trigger, this kind of stuff. But then, you know, Dr. Amon, I don't know if it was on the show or when I talked to him, he's like, man, there's some stuff like your, your brain scan shows, it shows it. I can show you the ring of fire. There's the PTSD. And so there's things from my past or whatever that, that it was a, a trigger. So what do I do? How do I, how do I cut that stuff? How do I cut that tie or heal and recognize it and have that awareness and all those things that, and, and I would like to ask him that, that question on triggers. So I'll do that next time I have a session yeah. with him. Where yeah, I'm like, do it. I, I want to know how to tame the hidden dragons and see, identify these quote unquote triggers. But mm-hmm. the reason is because there's been people that I've seen in recovery that live very defeated lives. And I've tried to say, uh-uh, I'm not going to do that. And when I say defeated, what do I mean? They can't go to, they can't go to Thanksgiving with grandma because, and I don't mean to judge them. What I mean is it's not an empowered life. It's almost like a disempowered life. Yeah, but now that's been a this. bit of your downfall with this. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm recognizing it, mm-hmm. but I, I, I can't not go to Thanksgiving because grandma's going to have a glass of wine. I cannot not go to Christmas because right, no. Joe blew this or that. Right. And so there's been these things like people going in and they're like, oh, I can't go do this. I can't go to the grocery store. I can't go to, go to I, the I grocery can, store because they sell wine. People don't go to the grocery store. The people in recovery will do the wildest things. Once they, once they lose their solution, oh. they take out the substance. Wow. Now all of a sudden they go way too far to the other side and they go, I have to fill up with gas, like gas outside. And man, sometimes I have to call somebody because <laughs> it's right inside there. There's the beer. Oh, it's, it's like, just too tempting. It's just too tempting because look, there, there's so many people that, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not judging them because I've been here. But there's been some people that have said, I yeah, don't I, judge because you'll learn a fucking lesson. I know, I know. <laughs> but they come to the T, right? Uh, uh, a crossroad. And, and they know they're supposed to go right on their way home after work, but left is to the liquor store. And they're telling themselves, turn right, turn right, turn right, turn right. And they're telling themselves, they're saying it. And all of a sudden the wheel starts going left. I think and you can identify with that. Is, yes, I can identify with it. So I'm not... I'm really not judging. I just don't, I would just want to live a free life. Does that make sense? I want to live free. It's like that empowered. analogy that I read you. I read you the analogy and asking it is, I have, and asking it is given mm. from Abraham Hicks. And it's, oh, the, uh, they said, um, the, the recipe, they said you're in a kitchen yeah. with all the ingredients in the entire world. Yes. Some of them will not suit your recipe. Yeah. The pie that is your life. Mm-hmm. So you only choose, you have control to pick the Mm -hmm. ingredients that go into your pie. What's crazy is- Everything exists. You don't banish those other items from the kitchen. They are just there. And so it doesn't matter. They're there. That's okay. It doesn't even affect you. You just make your pie. Yeah. I think when you read me that, 
thinking back to it and I was like, oh, wow. Whenever I'm using all these other substances, it's like these substances. Um, it's like I'm putting lime juice. I'm putting a dish together with lime juice, pepper, and cinnamon. And I was like, that probably, you know, won't, won't turn out very good. Mm-mm. And, uh, and I think I, I just throw another recipes in there or whatever, but I'm just like, oh, what am I doing to myself? Stop it. Yeah. Cause those things are always going to exist. Oh yeah. So, um, you have to just be able to live your life, yeah. not choosing it. For sure. Just what are you choosing? Got to find true, real deal, tangible practical, sustainable mm-hmm. um, solution to this or just help and love. Or find out what the real problem was. Right. Healing. All along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there, there anything yeah. we missed? Anything? There's two sides of it. Two sides of what? Of what's been wrong all along. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing. It won't be. Mm-hmm. There's two things. There's traumas, but there's also biology there is an addict mind mm-hmm. you can see it on brain scans they can study it they can all that other stuff so man it's kind of like you're playing russian roulette uh the first time you use you don't know oh if i go back i've no i don't know if i ever share this story with you if i go back to the first time i ever drank i was an addict and alcoholic first time mm-hmm. first time it wasn't progressive sometimes it's progressive for other people but for me it was full-blown i thought i had 30 shots the first time i drank wow but it was 15 they the parents and other people at the uh they they filled a vodka bottle with water so it wouldn't die of alcohol poisoning right so um at this party and i waited until i won a national championship in wrestling i didn't reward myself after a state championship not after 10 of them or Mm -hmm. after being all american i waited to a national champion but then it was like oh it's time it's time and maybe I could go back to childhood and see what, what did I like that changed my, what did I like that changed the way that I felt? What well, became food? That's why I was such a heavy set kid. Mm-hmm. It was always, it was, it was food before it was, before it was substances. It was sugar. Anyways, um, I know your episodes are normally shorter, so uh, <laughs> I hope that this I hope that people can hear that we have hope and that there's hope for them no matter where they are, no matter where your friend is. And I know that I'm in a, I've been in a very hopeless state of mind body with this disease of addiction, but I'm ready to break free from it. I'm ready to find the cure and it's not a magic pill. Yeah. It's not. It's some deep work. (laughs) That's what you're all about. Yeah. So I'm grateful that you're alongside me. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Um, yeah. Alongside me is, you know, an interesting term to use. Like sure. Who's alongside who? And, you know, I just, it's just, it's just I know you wish me the best. Can you look at me? <laughs> of course I do. Of course you, you, I do. Look at me. I know that if this cycle doesn't stop, that this will stop. Yeah. But I know that you hope and wish, and you've always done the best for me. And so I'm really grateful. I'm doing the best for me. I know you do the best for you, Mm -hmm. but in you being able to do the best for you, you've always done the best for me. That's been the byproduct. (laughs) Good. 
And I'm grateful to be a recipient of that. And so my goal is to get better so that this doesn't stop forever. Right. 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 I love you. I love you too. Anything we missed? I'm going to miss you. (laughs) I'm going to miss you too. But I'm, I need this time. Oh, of course. And you're going to have it. Even when I get out, whatever you need. I hope that anybody listening, whatever part you're in on something like this, you know, just honor what you need. And that's been a real road for me. And that's been very challenging in the last couple of weeks. So, um, so I am excited to really honor myself and be able to do that while you're doing that too, because the path to healing, you know, means that we, we are whole in ourselves. Like the math thing that you were talking about. Ah, yeah. Maybe we can in there. Yeah. Um, what was that? You started to tell me and I said, wait, save it. The math. Um, I think me coming into the relationship, I've been, you know, in, especially in addiction, I'm half or a fraction of who I'm supposed to be. Right. And I think oftentimes in codependent relationships, people bring half of themselves, hoping that the other is their better half or that will complete them. That two people can together will be one. People are looking for someone else and then not, not feeling whole within themselves. Right. Like I need this. Two people coming together is an addition. It's multiplication. And so if you think, if you think 0.5 times 0.5, it's not one. It's actually even less. It's 0.25. Okay. So two people coming together is not not addition. addition. It's It's multiplication. Why? Because if you come together half and you bring all that toxic stuff, you haven't done your self work, your deep work then you are going to expect it's the expanding. other person. Yeah. It's mm. expanding. We're multiplying. Ooh, the half is expanding. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I like so, that. It's not expanding to get more. It's expanding to uh, get bigger as just a non-hole. <laughs> <laughs> you love black holes and all that science stuff. But I, I, I really think that I'm going there to get whole so I can bring all of me to this relationship, not half of me expecting you to fulfill the other half that gaping hole or whatever it is like that's not your job that's my job to to heal that yeah and so anyways and mine too the the thing that i see in you is that you are more whole and complete than i am and so i'm trying to catch up and get better and and just do it for me but i want to bring all of me so that it can be that one times one equals one you know like or yeah yeah I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. So we can stay complete and not be less than. Yeah. Because whenever you're in those toxic cycles and I bring those to you and they dim your shine. Don't dull my sparkle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not calling you a name. You've never called me a name. Nope. I haven't. You never say things you can't take back. Mm -mm. No, I I don't. I adore that about you. That's a good thing. You don't do it either. Thanks. And that's good. And so I think that we can leave this and say like communication with everybody in your life, mm. be upfront. We told the kids the truth. Um, and you know, we, we worked on communicating with ourselves and with them as upfront as we could. And 
I just want to encourage people to be honest because it's even as hard as it is with what you're saying about all the stuff. You, I mean, you were very public facing with um, your story and now you have to go back on that a little bit and backtrack and say, oh, here I am. Oh. But that's okay. Yeah. Honestly, at the end of the day, People don't right. really care. They're worried about themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you just feel like you're going to wear people out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you put a lot of pressure on yourself and all that, but hopeless to hopeful back to hopeless. <laughs> we'll get back to hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I don't think, I don't think being honest and true and caring wears people out. I really don't. Well, that's good then. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it never wears me out when you do it. It inspires me. Good. It encourages me. Yeah, it is inspiring. It is inspiring. So just, just takes daily work. I, w- I want to share that one thing. When I, that, that Friday morning that I was angry, before I got angry, you said, I know I need to snap out of it. And I said to you, do you remember this? <clears throat> Tell me. You said, I need to snap out of this. And I said, this isn't something that you snap out of. Mm. Nobody does. Yeah. It takes daily grind of work yeah. and everybody's doing it. You don't just have a magic pill. You don't just snap out of it. You have to do daily work. You have to check in every single day. Yeah. You have to take stock of things every day. You have to build habits that serve you. Because I read a quote yesterday that said, that said we don't rise to our goals. We fall to our systems. Mm. And you do. So if you, if you don't have good systems that you're building every day, well, then there you are. So anyway, I told you, you don't snap out of it and we're all just here grinding away, trying to do it. And so for you, for you to think, for anyone to think that you just magically snap out of it, you don't. It's crazy. And that is why we're here on this show, building these habits and doing this. It can be kind of delusional to think you just snap out of it. So can I tell you something? It would be nice. It would be nice. It'd be great. But uh, And it's a phrase. Snap so, out of it as if it's a thing. You're so smart. <laughs> you're so smart. You have such a good Keep heart. Keep talking. You, you got such a good heart. <laughs> and I think you're, I think it's hot. Oh, thank you. I think it's hot how smart you are and thank your you. compassionate sweetheart. Well, thank you. Your, heart, your heart's hot. <laughs> your heart, heart hot. I'm glad you Is think so because you, you don't see me all the time like this. You saw me this morning with uh, a pimple on my face and no makeup and I've never seen you (laughs) just incredibly beautiful and so badass. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. And thanks for doing this today. I'm glad we talked about it. And I would encourage people to go on your show, listen to the overcome podcast because you've got some weeks of, of your solo cast that tells Mm -hmm. more about this relapse and mm-hmm. what you're doing. And then you've got the Dr. Amen episode. Yeah. You've got some, you've got some cool stuff yeah. going on. Brigham, Brigham Bueller and, and your Jeff sponsor, Jeff Meadows. And yeah. that's a two part episode. And it then I'll be story, guest hosting one, part of mine. Mm-hmm, which I don't know what will run on that one. Maybe this. So, um, oh, yeah, wow. you know, really maybe good. so. I think that might be more appropriate with everything that's going on. So, okay. um, anyway, I would just encourage people to go check yeah. out, Check out Overcome because it's still sure. it's still going to be bringing inspiring stuff. It will be, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful, very, very, very grateful uh, 
that there will be stuff coming out. I mean, yeah. for for mm. for Hot Pie to have our back. Thank you, Hot Pie. We're in the studio right Big now. Big time. Um, for you to have my back for and they were understanding to me. Oh, Drew Satsung, who's oh, a yeah, guest Satsung. on my show, guest on your show. <clears throat> yeah, he's taking a show that I did with him on his show, and he's going to do Aaron the Alexander intro. Too. Aaron Alexander, mm-hmm. and they're going to do an intro that's very heartfelt about uh, yeah who they know me to be, but what they've seen. Yeah, what they've seen. And Drew's going to talk about how uh, I had to call him. I had mm-hmm. to call him because I didn't want to call you. Right. And you were doing a podcast. I didn't want to be a burden to that. And I had to own it. And so I called Brigham first. Then I called uh, Drew. Is that song? Drew McManus. And he FaceTimed me right away after texting him from the Grand Canyon with a cowboy hat on hiking. Yeah. And said, go get that stash. Go get that shit. Let's flush it. Because I didn't awesome. want it in the house. I had it outside the house. It dawned on me. I got to get rid of it. Yeah. You were smart to call him, not me. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the right thing. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You made the right call. I mean, I still could have handled it, but I, it was a lot for me at that point. Yeah. So well, It was a lot when I told you about it. Yeah, it really was. It was. It took me a full 24 hours. So anyway, yep. well, thank you. Thanks All for coming right, on yeah. today. I love you too. Love Thanks, you too. babe. <laughs> Hey, don't forget to send your overcome stories to overcomepodcast at gmail.com. And also rate, review, subscribe, and follow Overcome with Justin Wren.